HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Bonnie Plants, bonnieplants.com. I'm Greg Blaze, host of Cutting the Curd. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, and welcome to the Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel, here today with Lisa Marshall of the wonderful, wonderful, and I truly mean this, not just because the chocolate chip cookies are Are wafting. And and you have to say that, because I'm here. Yeah, um, in Soho, but via south of France. What's funny is that uh, Ben, your your partner, was supposed to be here today, and he, he is the French person in this relationship exactly one of the three one of the three one of the three i can't forget armand we of will course. talk about how wonderful he is but you yourself are a canadian i'm a canadian <laughs> yeah so i guess that kind of uh, i spent a lot of time in in montreal i kind of spent my my teen years and 20s growing up in montreal so um didn't pick up too much french as much as i should have was busy doing other things there or you eventually picked up a frenchman exactly (laughs) and you know in montreal so it all worked out well but montreal has this you know i wouldn't call it faux french but this this idea of french food um that doesn't get exported you know it's mainly poutine and montreal bagels it's their own version of french canadian food but there is Aside from Quebecois, there is French food in in there is yeah Canada. there's some there's some great you know I, I think definitely when uh, a lot of the the true Frenchies come over to Canada they kind of segregate to that area which Ben is a prime example of that you yeah. know when you're looking at uh, venturing over to North America it's the little closest home away from home I guess for and you. it's international so the French and wine is a little bit cheaper than yes. even over here. But and it's beautiful. It's, you know, the charm and the character. It, it really feels like such a, a European European city there. True. Did you feel like you lived in a European way growing up there? 
I think, yeah, definitely spending my time, definitely spending my time there. You know, after we'd, uh, you know, have our little apero after after work, we'd all head out. I think just the culture, the dynamics, the people, the, uh, even working in the, I was more in a corporate scene over there. So I was working doing a PR and marketing with some different clothing brands. And it was definitely uh, very much more laid back than my career in working in Toronto you know people would take lunch breaks and you would have a glass of wine at lunch and it would be fine and you would you know spend an hour or two and just kind of enjoy your day as opposed to the sharp Toronto mentality of go 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 you have 30 minutes you have to get back to the office and well it's funny that you see that flip side now and and you are both as um worked you know while being at Maman that you're hurried and you know trying to get everything done but you are allowing people to take that rest, take that pause in their day. And For sure. uh, you've created such a you know, wonderful frame of reference. Um, both Maman and Papa Pool, your rotisserie chicken Frances yeah. place around the corner, are a piece of France. But I would say more so French just because you have your... You know, Montreal Canadian upbringing. Yeah, most definitely. And I think, you know, that's a great, great point and a note to bring up. Um, it's kind of the lifestyle. And, you know, I think New Yorkers are really used to that very fast paced to go mentality. But we've kind of, you know, created a great to go takeout option. But then we also have an amazing dining space in the back that really allows people to sit there, enjoy, you know, company of friends, enjoy company of family, uh, really feel like in a home environment. And, uh, be very relaxed and not not feel that really cold modern you know mentality of the, a lot of the New York fast food kind of to go places. We yeah. like to call it like slow slow fast food. Yeah, <laughs> well, you had that warmth in your house too. You 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 know cooked with your mother. You you decorated you know cakes and pastries. You had your grandmother's infamous shortbreads. For sure, yes. T- tell me about how inherent baking is to you. So for me, growing up at a very young age, I, my favorite memories were you know, licking the, the beaters in the kitchen with my mom, as I'm sure, sure many people can relate to. And uh, that kind of stemmed on through my grandmother and the days of uh, my Easy Bake Oven, I always remember, and how, how fun that was making the little cakes and decorating. And so, you know, I've never been professionally trained, but it's always been something that's been in my blood and in my family and in my heart. I just, it's, you know, it was kind of a, and food is something that brings everyone together and family and that's really kind of the whole concept behind my mom where that stems from and it's really kind of bringing together food and family and friends and um, most great memories are kind of revolved combining all three of those so we wanted to reproduce that in the kind of crazy city of New York yeah. so so your first date with Ben oh. where, where was it and I know you talked about you know, <laughs> we, literally, didn't, we didn't talk about we were going to talk about this. <laughs> but you talked about opening a cafe restaurant, even yeah. at that initial, you know, meeting. When we first, when we first met, um, he initially said he he was a corporate lawyer, so he worked in the whole, you know, corporate suit and tie scene, long hours, hard work, and uh, and he originally said, "I want to open up a restaurant." And at the time in Montreal, I also had a catering company on the side I was doing sweet tables I was doing um it was called sweet expressions with one of my best friends and we were doing a whole slew of uh different kind of out of the box designs and we do like edible sushi platters that were made from uh, candies and cakes and um so really fun more artistic kind of things and that's probably actually how I 
Maybe one bent over. I, I, I had to deliver to his office slews of all of these pastries and brownies and so forth. So uh, back to our first date, I, he said, I'd love to open a restaurant. We were talking about kind of our mutual love and admiration for food in the industry. And I said, I want to open up a bakery. And then it's just awesome now to see ourselves, you know, four, four years later, actually, both where we are. And, you know, quitting, dropping everything, really pursuing our passion and dreams and doing it together, which has been so much fun. And there is a third musketeer. I mean, there you, is. you twisted the arm of. So, yeah, Chef Armand Arnel. Um, he's a Michelin star chef uh, from La Chassignette in the south of France. And he came on board because we, you know, Ben and I both had this mutual um, passion for food and upbringing revolving food and friends and family and he loved to cook and I loved to bake so it was kind of a great merge between the two but we were never formally trained and uh, you know we knew all of our family recipes as fabulous as they are to us and I'm sure to everyone else we wanted to kind of elevate them a little bit not a little bit and uh, called upon chef Armand so he was a childhood friend of Ben's um, and he grew up in the south of France as well and he spent a lot of time in New York and he always entertained the idea of coming back to New York and opening up something there and Ben and I were were uh, aware of that so as soon as this kind of concept and idea was born we called upon him and without any hesitation I think when we as soon as we said the idea to him he goes I'm in Deal. Yeah. When are we doing it? <laughs> well, it's amazing. You know, Chef Arnal, uh, I, I believe, worked at Daniel Ballou uh-huh. with Alain Ducasse at a very young age. Moved back to France. Um, you know, spent time where in Le Midi or uh, the French Riviera. And the dishes there um, aren't necessarily reflective of how light and how airy, I mean, the, the atmosphere is. But the food, I always feel like from the south of France, is it's a little richer, you know, deeper and... He's, he's got such a light hand for, uh, sure. for everything that he does. And I think he really, you know, it's interesting. I, he really um, brings to brings to Mama the true kind of southern French cuisine. And a lot of people look at it and automatically think, you know, Parisian food, very heavy, very fatty. And, and we have that. Like those cookies in front of you probably aren't uh, <laughs> the healthiest of options you could choose. But then our lunch program is also... Um, you know, super, super healthy, great options of fresh vegetables. Our menu changes every day. We work with seasonal produce. We do farm to table. Uh, So it's really nice to kind of, you know, embrace that whole southern French mentality of of really cooking locally and seasonally. And Armand actually at La Chassignette, he has his own like sustainable garden outside. And I'd say most of his food that he cooks with and he uses comes from the garden. And simplified as well so really sticking to just a few basic ingredients not over cluttering the food it's really about good fine products yeah i mean but you've stripped these things away but at the same time refined them so well and let's talk about this from even a visual aspect because when you walk into maman you're transported i mean Mm -hmm. it has uh, an eclectic array of vintage pieces from church benches to a 1920s bread machine Um, how did you conceptualize the space to look and what is in there so I think a lot of it stems back from my reflection of my childhood. My father was an antique collector and an antique dealer. So for me, a house is filled with kind of a mixture of things that tell stories. And it's been awesome that I've been able to do that in Mama as well. And you can 
come in and look at, uh, you know, we have a high chair in the corner, which was my father's growing up from the 40s. And we have some chairs that I stole right off of our dining room table from our home. Um, and to me, a home is kind of something that is compiled of things with memories and things with stories. Our food all has stories behind them and memories behind them. And we like to have that within everything. I could sit there for hours and tell you about every piece of furniture and where I found it and where it came from and how much I got it for and why I got it. We'll have to do a walkthrough. Yeah, we'll do, yeah. we'll do a huge walkthrough You want to know because you're so enamored by um, the space itself, but obviously there's a history. Um, and if you didn't just hear me chewing that chocolate chip cookie on air, <laughs> what is the story behind this? Because, I mean, I, I'll declare it, as many other people have, this is the best chocolate chip oh. cookie in New York. Oh, he said it. He said it. <laughs> I'm happy to. I, and I stand by it. Wow, I thank you. Oh, it's uh, you know, there, there's a lot of other fabulous cookies out there, but this one's very unique and special. It's a, a combination of macadamia nuts, almonds, walnuts, sea salt, and a really great quality of chocolate that we use in there. Um, and you know, the story behind that—that's actually our mom's aunt's cookie. And again, it's something you know, it's it's a fun fusion between. The French cuisine and the American cuisine, because you know the classic chocolate chip cookie is not traditionally a, a French a French dish, but uh, in in regards to that one, that's a modification he made of his traditional um, chocolate chip cookie by adding the nuts, by adding some sea salt to it, really stepping it up a few notches. And he's he's a master. Anything he touches and does is is it's, delicious. It's ridiculous. I mean, I've had croissants, I've had financiers, I've had. Madeleines. I've had Queen Amans. I've had a lot at Maman in a short time because it only opened in October. Yeah, seven months. Seven months, and yeah. I've probably been there maybe a dozen times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's so ridiculous. A little bit of everything, it's, it, but it's so ridiculously charming. But on top of that, you want to revisit. You want to try everything, but it feels very comfortable and feels very. It's very much like home. And does it feel like that? For you and Ben and for... It is our home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what my home looks like. <laughs> no, we're, we're there about, I'd say about 14, 15 hours a day. So it's safe to call it home. Yeah. But, you know, and we like to kind of create that atmosphere for everyone, too. It's a really kind of comforting getaway from everything. That little back dining room. You know, I have a china hutch. A lot of our flatware is, you know, from our grandparents and our parents. And I think a lot of people, we, we kind of want people to go away with the feeling like they just came from home and they tasted something and that reminds me of you know a salad my grandmother used to make growing up or you know they'll have a a bite of the cookie that'll bring them back to childhood memories and you know they'll be in a place and see you know an old vintage chair in the corner that their grandmother used to have um and that's you know what mama is all about we're kind of all around bringing food and family and friends together and creating a a warm and kind of comforting atmosphere that that isn't as feasible in New York City that we find. Yeah, I'm, I was lucky enough to attend one of your wonderful fondue dinners yes. during the winter. And again, if, if you haven't figured out that the word maman or your other location, Papa Pool, mean mother and father, it does. It feels like that a family is waiting on you. Um, it feels like you are at not just some random person's house but a close relative of yours and from that china hutch to just the food itself i mean even if you've never had it in your life it's reminiscent of some point of your childhood somehow sure. and i don't know how you do that like so uh, it's 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 crazy that you already have this personal relationship with people the first time they bite into a cookie 
No, it's you know, and I'm I'm flattered to hear that because I don't know how we did it either. That was really <laughs> our, that was really our our goal and our um our kind of concept behind the whole thing. And it's great to really see how that how that really stuck and it struck with people and they recognize it. And you know, ultimately there wasn't kind of good quality fast food in the area, and that was really our our motive of bringing kind of a little piece of south of France and a little piece of home and a little piece of quality too there's so much you know fast food easily packaged it's you know you don't know what's in it and you know at the end of the day in New York it's busy it's fast paced everyone needs stuff quick and to go and you know with the Michelin star chef too I think a lot of people always think it's going to be very expensive and it's going to be you know very uh, not accessible for a lot of people and very hoity-toity and little servings on on small plates uh, but we're just all about good quality delicious real food and it fills the soul and we're going to take a go. quick break <laughs> and come back and talk about papa pool yes. the father of this mother father duo you've been listening to the food scene on heritage radio network.org we'll be right back be the answer to a better garden? Absolutely. It's the new free app, Homegrown with Bonnie Plants. Note, track, and photograph your garden's progress. Personalize your weather and reminders. Get variety info, grow guides, hands-free dictation, and more. The Homegrown with Bonnie Plants app. The sharpest tool in your garden. Download it free on the App Store. This is Brooks Headley, the pastry chef at Del Posto in Manhattan, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network. I did not time that bite right, but when you have these cookies in front of you, it's kind of impossible. And there are too many. You brought me too many cookies. Yeah, I know. You were supposed to share. I know. I shared a little bit. <laughs> I shared. I'm just, I just wanted the place to be perfumed by these things. Um, Papa Pool, which is around the corner from Amman. Uh, is a poulet roti. Exactly. Which is one of my favorite things to watch. It's transfixing watching those chickens spin around. And, you know, again, that or, you know, that smell just emanates. Why did you want that there? So the story behind this is um, when we opened up Mama, I was very fortunate. Ben was amazing and gave me kind of full reign in terms of the design and in a lot of the inspiration behind it, um, a lot of little bunnies everywhere and flowers everywhere, and it's very girly. It's a very girly place, and uh, you know he was he was very good. Let me do my thing, and said, you know, one day I'm going to get my manly place, and there's going to be no bunnies and no flowers. And I said, <laughs> okay, okay, no problem, we'll do that. And uh, so then 
the opportunity came up, great little space available. We found it. We're like, what can we do with it? We got to do something. And um, Ben automatically had the idea. And he, he's a big chicken eater growing up in his family, in my family as well. Uh, he would always be used to Sunday night dinners, chicken rotisserie. It was very traditional in France. You grab the chicken, then get the potatoes, very kind of quick, easy to go dinner. And that was something that just wasn't offered in New York to the expertise and to the taste levels that he uh, he has acquired over in France and that he was used to. So um, it was just kind of a natural thing that ca- that came about for Papa Pool. And he said immediately, he's like, I want a French rotisserie chicken place here. And he, you know, he has, he's amazing. He has all these great visions and ideas. And so now it's just a matter of finding places to put them all. Um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of the birth of Papa Pool. And it worked out perfectly, the papa to mama. We wanted to kind of keep it all together in the family. And fortunately, they're, they're uh, around the corner from each other, which makes our lives much yeah. easier as well. <laughs> Except if they were right next to each other, you wouldn't have to run that, you know. I know. I'm still trying to figure block. out how we can put a little, like, underground hall or cave <laughs> in, the, in the back. We need a little tunnel connecting yeah. the two. Exactly. Make borrowing a cup of sugar from your neighbor <laughs> a little easier. You know, what I love about Papa Pool is it, it's a little more farmhouse. It's black and white, chicken wire. Again, v- very basic and, and, and humble in, in its you know design. But it delivers, again, in this way where you stand in line. And it's a to-go place. And you order. And you get your quarter or half whole chicken. Get your little sides. I like the sandwich because it has everything packed in there. All, yeah, everything in one. The whole menu under one uh, under one bun. But when you walk out, it freaks me out every once in a while. When I turn around and go out on the street, I expect to be, you know, in Paris, uh, walking out of a French marketplace, uh, you know, down in southern France. I don't expect to be in Soho. In the busy streets of New York, yeah? Oh, no. It's a, the neat little thing about the cachet of the area, too. And, you know, we're fortunate. There's a, it's a nice mix. We have a great office crowd. There's a lot of residents there. It's um, We do a lot of, specifically with Papa Pool and... Um, in the area that we're in, we're doing a lot of catering and delivery as well. Uh, so even if you're not in kind of the neighborhood of Soho, we can bring chicken to you. You know, you were talking earlier about that lifestyle. You know, uh, of, well, I mean, I think it's a very Southern French lifestyle too to take that customary like two-hour lunch. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's part of the day. Uh, we're lucky enough to be you know relaxing, having some cookies, sipping on some lille, and you guys are in that aperitif mode in that idea of like you said before slowing fast food down how important i know it's a grab-and-go kind of place how important is it for people to spend time not just only in maman but spend that part of the day and slow it down I, th- I think that's the most important thing and i think people don't enjoy food how they should and they don't enjoy the combination of flavors and it it turns into more of a, a necessity for a lot of people instead of something that you should really enjoy and i like to you know as much as it's ironic to say this because I barely have time to do it anymore. But I like, you know, like really sit down and enjoy the food and the combination of ingredients. And I love to cook and I love to bake, so I have an appreciation for that. But I feel like too many people just eat because they have to eat and it has to taste good and that's it. So we kind of, you know, we want to exactly as you mentioned, like slow that whole fast food environment down. Whether it, you know, whether you have the time for it or not, you can still kind of appreciate good, good quality food. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to make people make the time for it, too. And um, these cookies are certainly a draw. But are you doing any more 
fun events like fondue nights, you know, sure. dinners and those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We uh, we have quite a few different events coming up. So uh, we're fortunate. We have you know, the beautiful space that we can host different. Uh, we do a lot of private events this week. I'm slam packed with birthday parties and engagement parties and you know, farewell dinners. Um, we're doing an event actually with uh, Lelay on Thursday night. It's going to be a media preview for a little bit of a launch party alongside with uh, Preserve. We're, we're hosting a, a little aperitif, which is very fun because we've put together some really fun different recipes. There was a lot of creativity there uh, to incorporate the Lelay into different sweet and savory items. And then for, for customers, we're doing tons of different um, dinner events. We're going to be getting into doing uh, some some picnic style dinners during the winter we had fondue nights but now uh moving into summer apparently uh french don't eat fondue during the (laughs) summer and i eat melted cheese any time of year i don't care what time of year it is but it's not the thing to do in the summertime so we're going to be doing some uh, fun barbecue nights incorporating papa pool we'll do some picnics some different brunches and uh a lot of uh, workshops as well that we're getting into. See, I was expecting you to do the mashup and do like a, you know, uh, French French poutine night or, you know. Maybe. Yeah. There's an idea. <laughs> There's an idea. You know, you know what, what I've kind of neglected to mention too is, you know, Maman is this grab and go, but obviously you can stay there. But there is the limitation, the challenge, or maybe the freedom of having about 20 or so seats. Yeah. And, you know, the concept, uh, at the end of the day, we have so many people saying, oh, it's so packed in there, and it's too small, it's too small. And if we could have a huge place and seat all of New York City, we would. But, you know, it's the nature of it. We we don't have it. We work with what we have. We wish we had a bigger space, too. You read all these reviews on us saying, it's too small, it's too small. But So, um, you know, I, I think that just kind of plays into the culture of New York and a lot of people do take their food and go home to their desk but we definitely thought it was important that we create an environment that people could stay and enjoy their food um, without turning it into a restaurant as well um, everything is kind of packaged in to-go containers and we are a to-go location but we do have the luxury of having a few seats in the back area that you can stay if you'd like but you know Wi-Fi um, just kind of really create a nice communal environment for everybody yeah, it was very funny. I was reading about a couple artists like uh, Renoir, Cezanne, Van Gogh, um, Monet, who all spent time in the south of France painting. And I was actually reading about their diets or their eating habits. Oh. And a lot of them would take food with them. They weren't going out necessarily to a restaurant, uh, though Monet, everything I once in a while did. They, they took their lunches often with them, and they were very particular about what they had. And I feel like that says a lot about you know, Maman. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, yeah. You know, the, these people painting this beautiful view or going back to this vista or work for them, you know, still were making sure that they had what food they wanted. And Maman provides that in a way in New York that, you know, not many takeaway places do right now. Yeah, that's very true. Papa Pool, Maman. So, what's happening with the rest of the family? Oh. Is, is there more? Maybe baby's like, yeah. on the way. Who knows? I can't reveal yeah. any of that info. Oh, there's definitely uh, more up our sleeves. We have, uh, we have a lot of creative ideas, and um, we're actually going to be we're expanding in Toronto, that, where I'm from. Um, we're going to be opening up probably end of June, early July. We're opening up Mama in Toronto in the financial district and first Canadian place, which is very exciting. 
Um, and then there's there's more there's more to come in New York City. I can't say too much. Yeah. But, but we're not done. Well, we're I, just getting started. I, and I, I'm happy uh, that you're here, and only happier to see where you go with all this. But. If you, too, want one of these amazing cookies and everything else Maman has to offer, please stop by their place in Soho and around the corner, of course, Papa Pool. Papa Pool. But, Elisa, thank you so much. And then thank you. Maybe next time we'll have Ben and he'll give his side of the story. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. You've been listening to The Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkell. Hoping to have you back here next Tuesday at 3. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.